the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Abolition Radio, the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails. Love never inviting you to join the fight to end human trafficking. There are millions of people who are trapped in modern-day slavery. Take a stand to do something against this injustice. Join the fight against human trafficking. If you truly Set love, Set the captives free. Each week, Abolition Radio sheds light on the darkness of modern slavery, celebrates the work of abolitionists who are fighting for freedom, and equips the church to engage in the work of justice with hope rooted in God's Word. Our goal is to see a radio audience become an army of gospel activists. Now, here's the host of Abolition Radio, founder and executive director of Love Never Fails, Vanessa Russell. Thanks, Dave, and welcome to Abolition Radio, the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails. We're going to do something a little different. Once again, we're doing, we're, you're going to notice that um, coming from Abolition Radio, we're going to have uh, some partner engagement, some community engagement, as we always have. But we're also going to start to incorporate some sermons that we've been uh, sharing in the community so that you get a, a little uh, deeper picture as to how uh, we interpret the word of God and the and, and we're how we're hearing from the Lord and uh, in this issue of human trafficking. So we want to bring that to you. Uh, and, and I guess it'll be some sermonettes that we'll start to share here on the show. Uh, we also have another series that's called One Voice uh, Crying in the Wilderness. And that is really more around us doing street outreach and getting involved uh, in, in the community, hands-on involvement and hearing from people that are actively experiencing human trafficking uh, or homelessness or living in poverty, uh, have, you know, experiencing housing issues. These things I think we need to hear about firsthand. And so we're going to provide a, a, an opportunity for that one voice that's crying in the wilderness to reach in and, and, and tell you a story that's also important as we take on this fight against human trafficking and the root causes therein. Today, we're going to hear a little bit from the message that I brought to at Bay Church during a Freedom Sunday. I hope that uh, it provides you some more insight as to what God is kind of placing on my heart. And uh, just uh, thank you for listening and look forward to hearing back from you. This morning, we have a special guest with us. Um, As you know, in our generous living series, we've been kind of pushing time, talents, finances. And I think sometimes when we think of generosity, we only think in time in in finances, but um, it's also in our time and our heart and I told you, don't be surprised if you get inconvenient calls or inconvenient times, because I believe God is shaping us to be a generous people. Um, I met Vanessa and her husband three or four months ago, because I'm new to the Four Square. We went to a Four Square meeting, which we have in every other month in the Bay Area, which are really good, by the way. So I've been to a lot of boring pastor meetings, and these are good. And I met her and her husband, and um, her husband co-pastors, or they co-pastor a church in Hayward. So I don't know how you have all the time to do everything you do. But, um, and then we found out that she had some material there on um, the ministry. And I'm going to let her share that. But um, I really, it's something that's so dear to Karen and I's heart. Uh, about five years ago, maybe six years ago, we met with a group of people. And Jackie Spear, the congresswoman from San Mateo, was there. So it, it, people are becoming more and more. You hear about it all the time. I don't know if you saw in the news a few just last week, uh, numerous people were rescued. And I, we th- I think we think it's over there. You know, we think it's over there, but it's here. And uh, we need to be doing all that we can to help those that are less fortunate. So um, there's a piece of paper in the back. Can I have that? 
Um, that's not it. What did they do with it? I already said it over here. That has volunteer opportunities for Love Never Fails, which is the ministry. Um, and there's about six or seven. A couple of them have to have background checks because you're dealing with people and children in particular. So that's not a problem with most of us that want to do that. have already been background checked somehow or somewhere. But anyway, uh, that is a requirement and there's a little asterisk. But there's everything from um, helping in the thrift store, street outreach to the homeless and those that um, are exploited, um, mentoring, which a lot of us could be doing, just spending some time with those that are coming out of or are those that are being groomed or those that are um, being exploited in some way or because they don't have any family or anybody that loves them are the ones that need mentored because they're the ones that are also mentored by those that want to hurt them. And so anyway, and then there's a prayer time fundraising. So this is what we're doing. In a couple of weeks, we're going to have somebody from San Francisco State that is ministering to the um, foreign students and maybe invite somebody to Thanksgiving or to Christmas. And so um, we just want to give you opportunities because it's not just about eat, 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 eat. It's about giving out, right? And giving out. And so please take one of these and be praying about it. And we're going to continue to push some of these things that we want to get involved in. But I'm going to ask Vanessa to come. I'm going to grab this table. So this is our pulpit, by the way, today. (laughs) You can beat on it, pound on it, anything you want. Because uh, when I use it, it it doesn't go anywhere. Can I dance on it? You can dance on it. Okay. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. Well, good morning, church. Is it still morning? Yes. (laughs) By one minute. I'm so grateful to be here, and um, what a lovely congregation. You guys have all welcomed me and been so generous with your um, smiles and your hugs and encouragement. Um, I want to say a special thanks to Pastor Gary and Karen, Josh and Joel, and the whole team. The uh, worship team was just beautiful. Um, and I have to tell you that you are in store. You, you've got a gift coming, because those, th- th- those songs... And the message of hope that has been spoken about today, the Lord literally said this morning, you're changing your message. And I got up at six this morning and I began to write down the new message that the Lord gave for you this morning. And it's a message of hope. Amen. So just prepare your hearts as we, as we prepare to hear about, first we're going to learn about human trafficking, and then I'd like to share this word that the Lord gave. So let's pray first, Lord Jesus. Thank you so much for this opportunity to just be in your presence, to recognize that you, oh God, you alone are who we have hope in. God, you are our hope and our faith and our fortress and our strong tower. You are our love. You are the beginning and the end. You are our everything, God. God, there's nothing that exists if you don't make it, God. God, we receive everything that you want for us today. God, we prepare the hearts of the people right now, God. God, just uh, cause them to raise up, God, even right now. I feel that you're just raising them up, God. Just move them forward in their seats, God, that they would be prepared to hear from you. In Jesus' name, amen. So I'm going to start off by telling you a little bit about Love Never Fails. Um, As Pastor Gary shared, my name is Vanessa Russell. Um, I am kind of crazy. So I'm just going to put that up up front here. And I am from San Francisco, so y'all should be used to that. Um, (laughs) Actually, originally, I'm from Pennsylvania. Uh, but I was raised here. My mom and I, so just going back to the very beginning, um, my, my, I was born to a 19-year-old and 21-year-old uh, uh, parents, young parents, who were hippies in the 70s. And um, back in the East Coast, it wasn't, it wasn't very, there wasn't a lot of diversity and there wasn't uh, sort of friendliness around being an interracial couple. And so my parents met a lot of opposition. Um, my father is African American, Native American. My mom is, is white, German, Irish, Welsh, a million things. So, 
Um, so there they were together, married, 1921. They had me. Peace, love, and understanding. A lot of drugs, alcohol, that kind of thing. And some domestic violence entered in. And my mom took me when I was two and she was 21. And we fled from Pennsylvania. And we moved to Florida and fell on hard times there as well. And my mom placed me in foster care for a time. And then she moved to San Francisco looking for a better life. And she slept on a few couches here and there. Came back and picked me up. We flew here with one suitcase. And uh, we started a life in the Mission District. We were in a flat there. $180 for rent. (laughs) Pretty cool, right? Okay. Who doesn't want that? Anybody? Well, I didn't realize that we were really poor, but we were really poor. We're on welfare, um, you know, thrift store, Dollar Tuesday at the Mission Theater, you know. And, uh, but, but, but we had each other, and we moved along. I actually went to McAteer High School just up here. Yeah, yeah. And we'll have more of that message as we come back. Uh, we're going to go to break. And, of course, we want you to give us a call at 844-249-2698. Or check us out on loveneverfailsus.com. That's our website uh, to learn about ways you can get involved in this fight against human trafficking. We'll be right back with another session of Abolition Radio. We'll be back with more Abolition Radio right after these messages. Welcome back to Abolition Radio, where you are invited to join the fight against human trafficking. And welcome back to Abolition Radio, the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails. Give us a call today. We're at 844-249-2698. And you can also learn more about what we're doing uh, at Love Never Fails at loveneverfailsus.com. Of course, uh, we want to encourage you to give. Uh, We always need your financial support to keep this show on and and continue to do the work that we do. No amount is too small. And if you'd be so kind to join with us as a financial partner, we certainly would appreciate and you can do that at loveneverfailsus.com forward slash donate. We're going to go back to the message and we hope you enjoy. And my bestie lives, we, I used to eat over there. Uh, my, my best friend is Filipino, so her, her mom would say, shh, shh, come here, go eat there, go eat. And I would always be in the kitchen eating right there on Bosworth, right down the street. So I know this place. Okay? So, so uh, it was... It was great growing up in San Francisco, and I learned a lot. Um, But I guess I really wasn't prepared for this thing called human trafficking that I stumbled upon after I came to my relationship with the Lord in my 20s. I decided I was going to start teaching kids dance in the East Bay, and so I started off. This was, you know, I was doing this for years, and and about 10 years, and then. Along came a a brilliant 15-year-old, very smart, kind of nerdy girl, but very quiet. And she was in my my dance class. And one day she came up missing. I didn't know why. I saw her aunt. And and her aunt went to church with me there at uh, Faith Fellowship Church in San Leandro. At the time, that's where I was. And and, I saw her and I said, hey, where is she? She said, oh, you know, she's acting up. She's doing this and that. And we we had no clue. What human trafficking was. So to us, it was, she's acting up. She's running wild. She's, she's going around. She's being with different boys. And she doesn't come home. And she's up all night. And she's starting to experiment and this and that. That's the way it, and that's the way we often hear about these things. And so we need to perk up our ears. When we start hearing those things, usually means something else could be going on. So that's step one. That's, that's priority one. Start perking up your ears a little bit. So I didn't know. So I was like, oh, man. I even saw her one day on Tennyson and Hayward. And I was there, she was there with a boy, and I was like, oh, that girl. I'm going to have to call her. She needs to get in the house. You know, I had, the, I had all these attitudes and these judgments and these, these things that I thought about her being wild at that time. Not realizing what she was up against. And a little bit later, about six months later, I was at Celebrate Recovery, and I was one of the uh, leaders there. And somebody came in, and they said, hey, I, I don't know. I prayed, and God said, I'm going to bring this. I, I have a girl. I, met, I found a girl on International, and I'm going to bring her International Boulevard, which is a track or a blade in Oakland. And that's a track or a blade is a place where people are sold in our streets uh, throughout the U.S. Okay? So, um, and people are sold online 
and on the street simultaneously. So they'll have an ad online and they'll be on the street and whoever takes them first is where they'll go. Okay. And the average age of a person that is uh, trafficked in the U.S. is 12 to 14. Okay. At 11 in Oakland. And so at this time, uh, you know, they said, I got this girl and they brought her to me, not knowing she was my student. But they had prayed and said, the Lord said to bring her to me. So she came to me. I said, what's going on? Where have you been? What's going on? They told me that she had been dressed, barely clothed, sh- uh, shirt slicked down here. And she just looked tired and hungry. They had given her new clothes, so I didn't see the clothing. So I didn't really know what I was dealing with. But remember, I grew up pretty much living in poverty. So I, should, I wasn't shocked by prostitution but this thing trafficking of children I didn't quite understand what was going on here so I started talking to her I said let's go and have something to drink across the street so we sat down we started drinking she said she had been shot at she had been beaten she had been gang raped she had been raped she had been um everything strangled this 15 year old said it like she was eating breakfast or like taking a bath just without any emotion and at the time, I didn't know what that clinical, what was happening with her. I didn't know that what she was doing was disassociating. There's a clinical term for that. She had gone, she had moved outside of her body because it was no longer safe to be in there. And so, so the only time that she came in and knew what she was saying, and you could tell that she was actually feeling what she was saying, is when she began to tell me about her feet. Her feet hurt. They had blisters because she had been walking for 12 and 14 hours a day on high heels, and she had blisters and cuts. And um, later we found out that she had like some kind of fungi, fungal treatment or fungus on her feet because she was walking barefoot to get some relief. And so walking on a barefoot, you know, dirty floor with cuts and bruises and blisters. And, just, and she just kept saying, my feet hurt so bad. My feet hurt. So from that point forward, I thought, well, we got her now. She's out of this. I got her, brought her home. It's all good, right? No. She came in and out of being in contact with the police and with the system, was eventually placed in foster care 18 times. And there are a variety of reasons. And I became acutely aware of all the laws and all the bureaucracy involved with uh, moving our children out, out of that. And that there's not a lot of housing that is trauma-informed and is prepared to deal with somebody who's been sold. Even the people that I deal with today that have domestic violence shelters that are now taking human trafficking survivors say to me, this is a very unique problem. It's not domestic violence. You see, because when you are productized, it does something to you much different than just being beaten and and just being raped. You're now comparing yourself to the woman next to you. You're sizing yourself up. You're thinking about how much money she can get versus you. You're thinking about how much more attention you can get from your exploiter than she can. These are the kinds of behaviors that, and I'm going to tell you, we have a house now for women and children. These are the kinds of behaviors that we address in our housing program. We tell them it's, it's natural for you to compare yourself to the girl that's in the room next to you. Oh, she's white. She's going to get more money than I do. Oh, she's thin. She's going to get more money than I do. Everything is a category. Everything is of uh, evaluating yourself based on how you look, based on how, what, how skilled you are um, in, in a variety of ways that we won't talk about here since we're in church. But you can imagine. So let's go to the next page, next slide. Um, so I told you about my vibrant life. Now let me tell you, um, despite my challenges... Despite my, my begin, humble beginnings, I've gone on to um, do some amazing things by the grace of God, and only by the grace of God. I graduated from the School of the Arts. I went on to graduate from USF. Um, I'm now an executive at Cisco Systems. I run um, Love Never Fails as the founding executive director. I'm the senior pastor's wife, and we have seven kids. You okay? <laughs> okay. So I'll make sure... Because I'm kind of tired. (laughs) If you don't believe in miracles, now you do. (laughs) But no, really. Honestly, um, I tell that and I say it because I believe it gives God glory. Because how can I... Do you understand what kind of A-type environment I work in at Cisco Systems? And for God to always put me in the right place at the right time? I literally will be walking down the hallway... 
And I don't even know what I'm going to say in the meeting down the hall. And someone will bump into me and say, hey, did you hear about that new technology, UBI? No, tell me more. I walk in, did you hear about that new technology, UBI? I kid you not. It happens to me all the time. The grace of God. I'm not that good. I promise you. All right. We're getting ready to go to uh, the next segment. And again, uh, we encourage you to like us on Facebook. Uh, Our Facebook page is Love Never Fails Inc. or Abolition Radio Inc. We also play all of our uh, all of our show recordings on abolitionradio.org. They're on SoundCloud uh, in podcast format. So you can listen to them on demand. Go ahead and take a listen and share them with your friends. We'll be right back with another segment. Of Abolition Radio. We'll be back with more Abolition Radio right after these messages from our sponsors. Welcome back to Abolition Radio, where you are invited to join the fight against human trafficking. Welcome back to Abolition Radio, the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails. We are in the studio today introing a message that was uh, delivered to Bay Church in San Francisco. If you want to learn more about Bay Church uh, or possibly attend, I encourage you to do that. Their services are from 10 to 12 in San Francisco, 2415 Funston Avenue, San Francisco. Wonderful church uh, there. And uh, Pastor Gary was kind enough to invite us me in he and his wife and uh, uh, can't thank them enough and I hope that you're enjoying the message and here we go with another segment so vibrant life is all around us okay and let's go to the next slide and so I gave you some of these stats despite these stats I want you to have hope I want you to have hope these stats are painful they're going to be hard to hear but there is hope and God wants this body to know that. Okay, so human trafficking statistics. I already told you the average age. Sex trafficking victims are overwhelmingly female, but 6% male. So let's not, just, let's not leave out the young men that are being trafficked. 65 to 95% of those who are trafficked were abused as children. This is why mentoring is so important. Because we don't have to just mentor people that have been exploited. We can get ahead of this thing. Let's start mentoring people that show the signs early or that have a broken home or that are living in poverty that could use an extra helping hand. Just noticing what people need can actually help get ahead of this statistic. 88% of traffickers were abused as children. That's the people that are exploiting others. You know how we like to villainize those people? Oftentimes they become exploiters for the same reasons the women become exploited. So we need to mentor our young, and predominantly young men, they need to be mentored. Okay? And then 84% of victims are, of, of human trafficking are U.S. citizens. These are not people that live somewhere over there. This is happening to us here. Okay? And then this is just an interesting stat. Um, and I'll just, go, I'll just tell you real quick. One in six boys are abused as children and one in four girls. So, you know, this is very prevalent, those stats. Now, looking, looking at the next slide, you might be thinking, well, this isn't happening in my neighborhood. So I just, I'd like to pull these stories in because it helps us all kind of have some real, a little bit of a reality check. Um, this one, I, this guy, Spider, was exploiting, uh, people in Danville in broad daylight for years. I think it was 13 years. He had children, he had adults, he had pregnant people, and his wife, the two of them. He was just sentenced. I want to say he got 99 years. Um, but there he was, driving a, a nice car, coming in and out of the neighborhoods, part of the country club, you name it. And so, we can't, can't be thinking that it isn't happening in our uh, neighborhoods. Uh, San Rafael, 11 women, one that was nine months pregnant, or seven months pregnant, Um, This one is very important. See this young lady here in the upper left hand? Her name is Sweetie. She was, uh, she's actually not a real girl. She's an artificial intelligence girl. She's an 11-year-old Filipino girl, AI girl. She was placed online for 10 weeks, and she was solicited for sex 20,000 times. So that can tell, that gives you some perspective on online. Um, There are so many apps, so many social media apps 
Now, Facebook Live, Omegle, uh, Kick, um, uh, Snapchat, Twitter, Instagram, all of these uh, social medias, all of our young people have, if you guys don't have it, they draw you in with the cute little emojis and some of the cute capabilities. But if you don't sit down and have a talk with your kids about what these, these uh, apps do, and do it with them. I'm not saying shut them off. Uh, do it with them. And notice the behavior. I let my daughter do this one um, where it's, um, it's called Tango. Anybody know what Tango is? I let her get on Tango so when she's at her dad's house, she and I can video because he has a, a, an Android and I have a, a, an Apple. So we were going to Tango. She set up a Tango account using my user ID and password. Only she clicked the wrong button. And in a matter of minutes... I got about a hundred responses from people because she had clicked a button that sent out to the public saying, do you want a tango with my, with my, uh, my picture? So here's a girl who's on there with, you know, my picture. Look out, Pastor Tim might come. My husband, what you mean you want a tango with my wife? He sure would. <laughs> but he, you know, a hundred people, oh yeah, when, 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 back to my daughter, she said, I'm getting these, uh, texts back and I was getting them. And so this is just an innocent mistake, but how could that quickly lure somebody in, especially as someone who's vulnerable and young. Okay. So going to the next slide. Um, so these are all the things that we do. And it seems like a lot, but you know, we are volunteer. Our DNA is volunteerism. So we've had roughly 150 volunteers working with Love Never Fails. Now we have 15 people on staff, being paid on staff. We've been in place for six years now. And we're going to go back to a a little bit of a break here, but uh, we'll be back in just a sec. In the meantime, give us a call, 844-249-2698. But don't call while you're driving. (laughs) Um, But certainly look forward to hearing from you. Anything you need prayer for, we'd love to pray for you coming to agreement and uh, we thank you so much for listening to abolition radio we'll be back with more abolition radio right after these messages welcome back to abolition radio where you are invited to join the fight against human trafficking. And welcome back to Abolition Radio, the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails. We're going to continue with the message today, um, but uh, would love to hear from you. It's 844-249-2698. Is this resonating? Uh, Is this touching your heart? We'd love to hear from you. Uh, Maybe share a little post on our Abolition Radio Facebook page. Uh, Like it and go ahead and share a post saying, yeah, I was tracking with you. Yeah, I I appreciated this or that. We'd love to hear from you. And um, of course, course if you want to email me if it's a more of a personal matter you can email me at vanessa at love never fails us.com or you can email our prayer team if there's something you need specific prayer on and that's prayer at love never fails us.com and here we are with the message but uh, the only way that we could accomplish this all of these programs is through volunteerism uh, and, and it's been a beautiful thing because it's allowed us to be very holistic to look and say hey what is you know and, and the way i started was i asked my girl so we went back and forth 18 times. We finally got her in a program out of, out of state. She got restored. She graduated from high school with honors. She was adopted by one of our volunteers. And she's actually going to be joining, um, be participating in a Cisco networking academy that we're going to start in January. So we are super excited about what God is doing. But I asked her, what could have made a difference? And we went through and we just made the menu. We just said, oh, what, housing and mentoring and education. If you had told me that the guy was going to say, boom, 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 I would have known that I was getting set up for something. So what did we do in the education arena? We actually developed a curriculum, which we delivered for, for several years here locally in San Francisco as Love Never Fails. And now we've taken that curriculum, combined it with the curriculum from, with Frederick Douglass Family Initiative and Three Strands Global, and we've created a collaborative called Protect. And we're taking that through the state 
on the coattails of AB 1227, which was just approved two weeks ago, I think on the 9th or the 7th, it goes into law on January 1, and it's going to require that every 7th, 9th, and 11th grade student in California receive human trafficking prevention education. So that's one piece that has come forward, prevention education. We also opened up two houses for women and children. We've provided safe housing for 84 women and 14 children in two and a half years. Um, Let me tell you about these women. This is an 18-month program. We've had women that are now, 18 months ago, they were sold on the street. Now they're real estate agents. 18 months ago, they were sold on the street. Now they're data analysts working in San Francisco, living on their own. We've had one, uh, ones that were in the program then came to work for us and be house managers upon graduation. Uh, two, they're graduating from a banking program in, in th- in this week coming up and will be hired by Wells Fargo. This, it's amazing. The, people who you, who you might make the mistake of saying, oh, beyond help. Oh, it's, hope is lost. Oh, they, got, they can't do it. Oh, they're not capable. Oh, you might make the mistake of saying that maybe because they were high. Maybe because their slur, speech was slurred. Maybe because they were belligerent. Maybe because they were angry. Whatever it was that made you think that, it's not true. They've got something really awesome going on. And we just need to take the time to bring it out. And, and, and then there are times when we do have to get our hands a little dirty and actually go look for people. Right now I have a 14-year-old that's missing from Pacifica. We're looking for her all over. Um, and, you know, she's been seen in, on, on Samtrans. She's been seen in South San Francisco. She's been seen in, in this area. And, and so there are people all around us. And by us just noticing what's going on, we can be of assistance to a hurting family that's looking for their loved one. And that's Project Look For Me. And then prayer. I know Karen, Sister Karen, you, 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 are, you have a heart for prayer. You, your husband was telling me you were downstairs interceding before we started today. And I love that. And, and more and more, you know, I made the mistake when I first, because I'm, I'm like a, um, I'm a Martha. I'm a busy, busy, busy girl. And, uh, you know, I, I made the mistake early on of thinking like, okay, we're going to pray, but we got we to do something. <laughs> You know, and I have totally shift. The Lord has totally grown me up over the last six years. I've realized I can't do it. I can't. It's got to be done in prayer. So moving to the next slide. Um, so we kind of went over this, just the empowerment through the housing. The next slide went over this education. The next slide. I wanted to tell you just a, a stat that's really important here. Why did we form project? Look for me. One of the alarming stats and one of the things I experienced firsthand is I would get, I would see a young lady out in the streets and I'd be like, how come nobody's looking for you? Like, I know if my 12 year old or 11 year old was on that corner, I I would be here every single day. I would, you know, I don't have any of you seen kidnapped that movie. It's a little, it's a little Hollywood, but, um, One thing I like is there's a tagline. She says, you picked the wrong child to mess with at the end. And I was like, me and my daughter were like, yes. But it's, it's one of those things where I have this passion for kids like that. And, uh, you know, I just can't let them go. I just can't stop caring about them. And, and when I saw that 10% of children that are in the foster system were not reported missing when they were retrieved through a sting. This is from the president of NICMEN. It's a quote from him. That hurt my heart. There are 66,000 children in the foster care system in California. If 10%, 10% not reported missing, how can this be? The next slide. And lastly, our prayer. I want to I uh, charge you. If nothing more, I want to charge you. Pray with us on the first Sundays of every month. Take back San Francisco. 
I grew up here. I went to Everett Middle School. I went to LeConte, which is now Leonard R. Flynn. I went to McAteer. This is my place. These kids need us to intercede for them. They need us to take back the city and say, not my city, not on my watch. Not my city, not on my watch. So join with us. We do it in Hayward. We do it in San Ramon. Our heart is that every city would join together in solidarity on the first Sunday of every month at 6 o'clock. Or if you can't do 6, any time during that Sunday. And just, just join with us in prayer. So this brings me to my message that's unique for you guys. I want to talk to you about trust and hope. I want, it, it came to me because hope and trust are two of the things that survivors struggle with most. Because it's been, they've been violated in such a deep way. Oftentimes people who uh, traffic a person or who abuse a person prey upon a relationship of sorts. They lead a person to believe that they are uh, loved. That they're important, that they're a best friend, that they're a boyfriend, that there's something that uh, is special. And then that relationship is turned around. And it makes the individual doubt themselves. Not realizing uh, that, that it's not their problem to own. It's a problem with the other person. But they carry that around and then this distrust and this lack of hope happens. According to psychology today, trust allays... Anxiety and helps lift depression. So when you trust someone, it calms your anxiety and lifts your depression. Ironically, trust is actually needed to receive everything that we have. Did you guys realize that? You've got to trust people. Like when I go to sit down on this, I got to trust it's not going to fall apart on me, right? When I came here and y'all invited me here, could have been something else here. I had to trust you guys. When I went to go buy a house and I gave my, you know, my down payment, which was more than a couple pennies, let me tell you, I had to trust that the mortgage company, that, 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 that my escrow account was legit. And yet, if, if I'm mistreated, I, I, I kind of find myself in this place where I, I'm stuck. Because do I trust the thing that you're offering me or not? And I become double-minded. I get tossed to and fro. All right. Well, we're going to go to another break. If you'd like to schedule Freedom Sunday at your church, reach out to us at Vanessa at loveneverfailsus.com. And we'd be happy to come out and share with you how we can activate uh, modern day abolitionists right there in your community and share more about what human trafficking is and some practical ways we can address it. Uh, Of course, we're going to have some events coming up here in the next segment that are going to give you some tangible ways right right now. uh, Just uh, well, actually, in just a moment. But uh, before we do that, please give us a call at 844-249-2698 and let us know if this is resonating with you or if you need prayer. We thank you for listening to Abolition Radio. We'll be back with more Abolition Radio right after these messages from our sponsors. Welcome back to Abolition Radio, where you are invited to join the fight against human trafficking. And welcome back to Abolition Radio, the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails. We're going to hear another segment of the sermon and uh, oh, out at Bay Church. I, I want to just thank the um, the Peters, uh, Pastor Peter and his wife. I just appreciate you guys so much uh, for inviting me out and uh, look forward to uh, seeing you soon. And we're going to go right back to the sermon and we thank you for listening to Abolition Radio. And I don't know how to move forward with anything that's assigned to my life or any of my callings or any of my assignments because I start to second guess did God really say (laughs) for like the very beginning right did God really say you were a princess did he really say you are the apple of of my eye did he really say that you're the head and not the tail did he really say that you're precious in his sight We begin to second guess the very essence of God. One interesting stat is that in the U.S., anxiety is the most common mental illness, affecting 40 million Americans. The most common. 
And so what I deduct from that is that we're living in an age where it's hard to trust things. And we have a lack of a, a, a trustworthy system around us, trustworthy friends, trustworthy families. And so we live in anxiety and in fear. And it's inhibiting our ability to do the things that God has called us to do. I think about the ads that I see that are trying to ensnare our young people. Work from home. Become a model. Earn six figures overnight. You ever seen any of those posted on little posts? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, we know, maybe most of us here know that that's a hoax. But when you really need a job, do you know? Maybe that's a luxury that us here that have some level of privilege get to get to have in that we look at the sign and we realize that it's a hoax. Whereas when someone is living in desperation, someone needs a job, they need finance, those kinds of opportunities seem very real and and they almost need them like the air that they breathe, right? And and, and then I I started thinking further and I started thinking, now some of us are sitting here and we're thinking to ourselves, I have trust. I put my trust in, in the job I have today. I work for Fortune 500 company. I put my trust in the house I have today. I got a three-bedroom house. It's nice. It's brand new, brand new community. And then God challenged me and he said, what about the wildfires? What about the mass layoffs? What about the tornadoes and the hurricanes? What about the mass shooting in Vegas? Be careful. We can't just sit back and put our trust in things and put our trust in our job and put our trust in our houses and put our trust in all these material things because they're not promised. They're not promised. Tomorrow is not promised. I was thinking about jobs and today I was looking, any of you on LinkedIn? I was looking at the, uh, the rundown. I love the rundown. Anybody look at the rundown? Check out the rundown. I'm, I'm a technologist, so I, I love that stuff. I'm a, I'm a nerd, sorry. Um, I was thinking about job security. When I think about job security, I think, yeah, my job's pretty secure, only if you can document anything that I do, it's very likely that that will be automated and placed in artificial intelligence in the, com- in the near future. Anything that can be documented, anything that has a process, is very likely that it will be duplicated by technology. This is so true. Like, uh, this isn't conspiracy theory. Okay? What is that, Project 54? What is it? Yeah. It's not one of those. I'm, I promise you. This is real. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. 54 was a disco, Oh. <laughs> That's probably what I was doing when everybody else was looking at 52. <laughs> um, <laughs> but but um, I read in the rundown today... That Stockton is going to be doing a trial. Anybody, you guys know city of Stockton? The economy crashed in 2012 there. They went bankrupt. Their economy is deemed the kind of an example of the economies that will occur or, 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 or how cities will become if we allow technology to disrupt cities without any intervention. And it's so real that the co-founder of Facebook, Chris Hughes, is investing a million dollars in something called the universal basic income. He's going to give $500 to 300,000 people in Stockton per month. And the thought is, let's evaluate whether this makes any impact to the economy. Um, I mention this to say... If he's investing this kind of money and this research is warranted to this degree, believe that there is a realization by many in technology that we could literally disrupt every service job, every cab, every customer service job, every cashier, everything that can be automated could be disrupted and and replaced with a robot in the very near future. Why does that matter to human trafficking? Where there are vulnerable, impoverished, uneducated people, there will be human trafficking. We need to care about these disruptions. We need to care about these disruptions, but more importantly, we cannot put our trust in the job. We cannot put our trust in the here and now. We cannot. We cannot. Uh, If you want to come with me on Psalm 39... 
And tell me when you have it. 39, 4 through 7. Psalm 39, 4 through 7. Anyone not have it? Okay. It says, show me, O Lord, my life's end and the number of my days. Let me know how fleeting my life is. And I'm going to skip to six. Man is a mere phantom as he goes to and fro. He bustles about only, but only in vain. He heaps up wealth, not knowing who will get it. But now, Lord, what do I look for? My hope is in you. My hope. God is so serious about this message for you guys today. My hope is in you. You alone, God. Not my job, not my house, not my kids, not my husband, not my wife, not the cash in my pocket. My hope is in you, God. My hope is in you, God. I got some news this week about a dear friend whose child is being abused by a family member. And this righteous anger came over me and I began to get anxious and angry and I started imagining the way I would uh, confront him. I would go up to him and say, how could you? What were you thinking? Have a heart. And then this morning, my husband reminded me of Jeremiah 17, 9. It says, the heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Beyond cure. Beyond cure. Who can understand it? Anybody in here? Anybody? Explain to me a heart, a wicked heart. How can people take children and exploit them? How can people take children and abuse them? How can people take women and men and hurt them? How? The heart is wicked. It's wicked. I'm somebody who wants to understand. But God said, you'll never know. You'll never figure it out. You'll never know. But my hope is in you, Lord. My hope is in you, God. My hope is in you, God. I don't understand what I'm seeing here in these streets. I don't understand how you could tell me 11 to 14 year olds are being exploited. I don't understand how how someone could set their own friend up to be sold. I don't understand how people can steal from each other, beat each other, murder each other, put each other down, gossip against each other, steal from their households, adultery. I don't understand these things. I don't get it. I don't understand it. But my hope is in you, God. My hope is in you, God. I can't solve human trafficking. I I can't solve homelessness. I can't solve broken families. I can't solve addiction. I can't solve natural disasters. I can't solve shootings. I can't solve abuse. I'm just a mere phantom going to and fro. But my hope is in you, God. I want to pray for you. Lord Jesus, thank you so much. Thank you for this body. Hope warriors, God. God, those that you have sent, God, to go and declare the hope of the nations, God. God, it starts right here with Bay Church. It starts right here with Bay Church in San Francisco, God, that you would just release your people, God, to go and and, and provide hope. Hope in a cup of coffee, hope in a, in a tea, hope in, a, in, a, in an eye glance, hope in recognizing that a person is near you that needs love, that needs understanding, that needs friendship, that needs, that needs to just be acknowledged, God. I pray that people would begin to ask each other what their name is, God. I pray that we would get out of our comfort zones, God, that we would no longer look to please man, but please you, God, because our hope is in you, God. There's no hope in man, but there's hope in you you God there's no government that's going to fix this God there's no there's no legislation that's going to fix this God our hope is in you God I pray that you would compel us to share that with people that they would know that you are our hope 
God, you are our plan. You are our purpose. You are our strong tower. You are our fortress in in a time of need, God. I pray that you would unleash the people with the message of hope and faith and love, God. That they would not forget that there are people that have been assigned to them in their midst, God. At the corner store, God. At the Safeway, God. At At the laundromat, God. Walking down the street, God. At the stoplight, God. I pray that you would remind them when they jump in the Uber to bless the Uber driver, God. I pray that you would remind them that on their jobs they're called to go and be a a ministry of love, a ministry of hope, a ministry, a walking epistle, God. That they would not forget, God, how far you brought them, God. Where you brought them from, God. Oh, you who have overcome so much, God. I pray that you would go back in and know who you are. Know what you've been called to. And know that someone is waiting for you to come and touch. God, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for joining us this week on Abolition Radio. We trust that you've been inspired by these stories of hope and survival and that you'll accept our challenge to get involved by contacting us at abolitionradio.org, by liking and sharing our page on Facebook, Facebook slash Abolition Radio, or by making a contribution directly to Love Never Fails. Abolition Radio is the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails, which is a donor-supported, nonprofit ministry that Vanessa founded as a way of directly impacting the lives of young people who are trapped in or at risk of becoming involved in sex trafficking. This broadcast needs your involvement and support. To find out more, simply go to abolitionradio.org and click on Love Never Fails. Today's program was brought to you in part by Case Industries and with major support from the staff and membership and donors at Faith Fellowship Church. On behalf of Vanessa, Benita, and the whole team at Love Never Fails, thanks for listening, and thanks even more for taking action to help set captives free. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.